0: Hey everybody and welcome to big episode 102 of the fourth season of the fantasy fullback dive brought to you by the good people at the rotor street journal. I of course am your host Nat the truth Jones and I am happy to be hosting another roundtable podcast where we are going to pave the way to fantasy glory for you. We're going to act as your lead blocker all the way and the lead blocking is leading us up. Precariously close to the regular season, we've actually had a lot of news happen since the last round table we did. I do have the usual suspects with me: the Wolf of Rotor Street himself, as always. Wolf, how you doing? Doing fantastic, Nat. Good to record with you. How you doing? I uh, can't complain. My kid went back to school today, so I'm a, a
2: little more <laughs> uh, flexible than I was yesterday. I actually don't know why I said I'm doing fantastic. I went back to school today and I fucking am depressed as all hell summer's over, but i, I whatever, it's good to get back in the building, but still summer's summer's over, but it means football's here. It's kind of like the trade-off right well, for now they're still paying your bills so uh hang in exactly. there until we
0: can <laughs> get those rota Street journal laptops um <laughs> directly to his right in my square here the the skype square the four square is Keegs, of course Keegs, how you doing? Fantastic. Below him, whose screen has already frozen twice, uh, (laughs) CJ, the Salt Man himself. And what's on your mind today? You you love these positions. We're doing a roundtable, wide receiver, uh, tight end, and quarterback. You excited?
1: Yeah, there's uh, nothing I care less about than the quarterback and tight end positions. All
0: right, that's (laughs) fair. Uh, And uh, bottom left of the square, Jimbo Slice. uh, I got an unfootball-related question for you. Who's the best Duke player ever? Basketball. You gotta go Latener. Yeah, you just you just say in college, like just do career? Sure. Leitner? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yep. Fair enough. Don't you think those 92 Dream Team things always look really weird when it's like Shut the, the, the greatest players of all time Duke. and then Christian Lehner's on there to too? I think it's weird. About
2: Duke. Shut the fuck up <laughs> and let's talk about quarterbacks and tight ends. You tell me you have 20 minutes to record and you start going on a fucking rant about Duke. Shut the fuck up and let's talk about quarterbacks. T- CJ CJ
0: <laughs> says that like these positions don't interest him. I'm just
2: trying to get they you don't. guys excited to talk well.
0: about Duke with Jimmy a little bit.
2: I, I, I do think it is a good point. CJ brings up like it's you only start one of both of them. So it, I often find myself punting both and taking both very late. But that doesn't mean if you don't find you, know, if you find this year's Mahomes, you find this year's Kittle. Like That's a humongous edge in fantasy, especially at tight end where it's such a crap shoot. So I, I get CJ's animosity towards the position but i do think it is a a huge one to really try to unpack and see can we find those breakouts and those busts to avoid
0: yeah i agree i agree i actually in my hometown draft i punted on both positions as well Uh, but i'm hoping it it won't be a big deal and i'm hoping i can i can rebound from it and still hang in there sorry i didn't mean to upset you so much i'm just trying to like talk to everybody in the square about something they care about and, and i guess that wasn't okay huh
2: Well, I I hate basketball in general. I hate Duke basketball, especially. And I also am very tired from my first day. What if I was, I
0: know you're snapping at people. You're kind of being a bitch. What if I was like, so CJ, uh, CJ, how's your like, you know, sick uncle? And you're like, no one gives a fuck about his sick uncle. sounds about right anyway all right let's get right into question number one we're talking quarterbacks we're talking tight ends question one pat mahomes is the unquestioned no-brainer you're dumb if you think otherwise number one quarterback for 2019 however number two is wide open for debate after him who do you go with where's the earliest you draft him uh wolf i'm going to start with you i already know how you feel actually i know how everybody feels
2: about this but who's your number two guy yeah I thought it was wide open for debate but it looks like most others are going to Watson after me I think that's the ECR too so they're agreeing with what most people think but I think to me it's Baker Mayfield obviously a great arm talent that really flashed the balls last year to make the big plays and go deep and then you know he was the QB7 once Freddie Kitchens took over and that was last year with nothing to throw to you add in one of the best wide receivers if not the best wide receiver in the game right now and Odell Beckham to bring a whole new level of explosiveness to his attack you bring in Todd Munkin who's there's fucking bucks with Ryan Fitzpatrick and James Winston just led the league in passing yardage. You're telling me this can't be a 5,000-yard 40 TD passer with those weapons, with that play calling, with that arm talent? I'm all about Baker Mayfield. He's the highest upside guy, in my opinion, behind Patrick Mahomes. Now, not to steal anyone's thunder, uh,
0: Keegs, CJ, Jimmy, they all feel like Watson's the number two guy. I'm going to put Jimmy on the spot here, and I'm just going to say, why are you going Whoop. with Watson? Because I wanted to give Keegs an opportunity and <laughs> CJ an opportunity, and neither one of them wowed me in the in the pre-taping as far as the reasons and Jimmy's kind of silently sitting there, but you kind of feel like he's got reasons. He's just not sharing them <laughs> with us. So Jimmy, why would you go Watson over Mayfield with number two quarterback pick?
3: Uh you know, his legs definitely help get those extra points for rushing, um the yardage and touchdowns. Will Fuller's gonna be healthy, so he puts up like insane numbers whenever Will Will Fuller's there. Of course he's got Hopkins, he's probably the best receiver in the league um duke johnson he's gonna get some nice yards out of the backfield there some more weapons but i just like he's so electric in that offense and i just i've had him the last two years i would love to give him a third year if he falls late enough but i don't know i'm just i'm a big watson fan
0: is it possible the lamar miller injury is actually gonna like help watson's numbers
3: yeah, that yes. was in. I have
1: that in mind, in my notes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Anything, uh, anything, Keeg, CJ, anything, Jimmy didn't say that you want to add?
1: Other no, than the Mar Miller really, comment just, that I guess I stole just from li- you. Just but. listening to um, the Wolf and Hardeds on last week's on uh, the last podcast, they talked about Will Fuller and just how Watson's on another level with him. His um his yards per attempt go up by more than two yards, which is a ton of yards, yeah, and cool. um. So yeah, without Lamar Miller, that plotting little idiot, I think we'll be good to go.
2: Over, I under. think the uh, Duke Johnson point, too, you made it Lamar Miller out is a really good one to bring up, Nat, because it's like, what if they just decide, let's just go shotgun spread, like the, you know, kind of a home style offense they're running over there in Kansas City, because we don't have that, you know, grinder up the middle. That could be just a, a deadly situation if he can stay upright. And I think Duke Johnson, when he's my, my main complaint about Watson is that offensive line. I think he's going to be getting killed, and that, that brings up those injury risks and whatnot. But Duke Johnson could go a long way to lead those concerns especially if they go no huddle and fast pace which maybe they evolve into that style of offense i think it's a really good point to bring up uh and that's the one way he could potentially outscore baker mayfield in my opinion over under nine and a half number of games that will follow <laughs> plays Ooh, great line mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna say this is the year i'm gonna get, say we get 12 out of them this year keeks what do you guys think i'll take the over cj uh
1: let's go over i like him a lot and he's gonna be on all my teams like he was this
3: Jimmy, nine and a half? Over, but not by much.
0: God, I'm definitely <laughs> pounding the under on this one, guys. All right. There seems to be a big five that goes by round six in most drafts. That's, of course, Mahomes, Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, and Matt Ryan. I don't know if I would call him the fifth member of the big five. But anyway, he, for argument's sake, he's in there for this. We always advise waiting on a quarterback, of course. I, I waited until, I think, round 11 and round 13 to get two quarterbacks in my draft. There's a lengthy list of about 10 other viable Q- Q- QB1s after these five. Who's being drafted after these guys that could actually end up outscoring them all? Um, and, of course, the list we're looking at, the Tier 3 list, Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton. Uh, hopefully he'll come back from his injury. And Tier 4, Breeze, Goff, Wilson, Winston, Roethlisberger, Prescott, Rivers, Brady, Wolf. Who is the guy that could end up uh, going actually outscoring these top guys?
2: I really like Carson Wentz, but I know CJ is going to go him too. So I'll give you guys another name. The guy I'm calling the 2019 Mahomes. That's Kyler Murray. If you listen to this podcast, you haven't, you've heard this rant before, but I really think the arm talent, the rushing talent are both elite for the position. And so you mix that, you got a perfect fantasy baby. He goes into the best fantasy situation for those talents to thrive under Cliff Kingsbury. The offense he ran at Oklahoma and just dominated those Heisman level numbers. I, I think it's just a perfect merge of the talent, the system. I'm very nervous about that offensive line but i think this guy just comes in and dominates from day one and you get that added konami code rushing bonus i really like kyler murray this year jimbo what do you think
3: i do like uh murray that's a good pick but i'm gonna go with cam newton um you know first off his shoulders back which is huge so now he can throw the deep ball um everyone's expecting big years from curtis samuel and dj moore so you know improved weapons this year for him should help with that uh greg olson's coming back that's another good point And then I saw that they were looking to take away maybe some goal line work for McCaffrey. And like Cam Newton's like their second best probably goal line runner, which makes no sense. But at the same time, it's it's I guess works for their offense. So if he gets even more work for McCaffrey's usage, then at the goal line with the rushing, uh, he could be a very big, uh, very big pick this year, especially if he stays low on ADP with this foot injury.
0: CJ, give me a dark horse quarterback that could outscore these five guys
1: um he's not really a dark horse because he's our number six quarterback right outside the five but i'm gonna go with Carson. i'm gonna he's very white but i'm gonna go with uh carson wentz um his weapon cabinet is just silly right now he has obviously alishon jeffrey they added deshaun jackson he's back uh Ertz, miles sanders Corey clement jj arcego whiteside And then they have Pro Football Focus's top offensive line, so hopefully that keeps him healthy, and basically the health is all that he needs for him to
0: be up in that tier. Keegs, who's your
1: guy?
4: Uh, I'm going Russell Wilson. Uh, People forget, 2017 leading scorer, QB1. Uh, Top 10 last year even with his injuries uh, with receivers Baldwin and those guys and he's really just he is their entire offense to a certain extent and he's got a better running game this year and he runs himself at scoring and putting up yards on the ground so he, he could put up I'd say top five at least.
0: Wolf's kind of smirking. I can't tell if he's really, if, if he's actually smirking or if there's just something wrong with my picture. But he seemed like he was smirking. That's going to work nicely into the third question, which is what <laughs> well, quarterback...
2: I, I, I like the, the points he was bringing about Wilson. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. There's a stat I heard, too. It he was kind of about... like a
0: condescending nod is the way it looked to me. <laughs> no, like, like... I,
2: I liked it because there's a, a stat that Scott Barrett said on our podcast that, uh, <laughs> if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. It was a fantastic one. But uh, it was that Russell Wilson, I think since he's entered the league, he the league in points per drop back, uh, but he just doesn't drop back that much because they they run the ball so often, but let's say that defense does take a significant step backwards this year, which I think they could, and Russell Wilson is forced to throw more often. That could... I I didn't really have Russell Wilson on the radar, but Keegs gave me a little smirk and gave me a little intrigue there. Uh, Maybe I have Russell Wilson a little too low. I don't know.
0: We'll see. Well, what quarterback are you guys avoiding at all costs and you feel are the most overpriced guys of 2019? I'll start you on this one, Keegs, because I've going to you last so uh what do you think who's the most overpriced guy you're not touching
4: he's not crazy overpriced because he's not ranked that high but i still think it's dak prescott uh he's ahead of rivers and brady who obviously are a lot older than him but i still think they're putting up more consistent numbers i don't i don't hate dak but i feel like he's just such a perfect like you see him get he's got 188 yards maybe a couple touchdowns couple turnovers and that just doesn't really cut it for a starting quarterback if you want to win
1: cj um, so I wouldn't necessarily avoid him at all costs, but I'm just kind of off Drew Brees. I mean, I don't really love their weapons outside of Mike Thomas, Kamara, and maybe Jared Cook, but he's getting older. They're going to run the ball a ton with Latavius and Kamara. And I oh, don't know he's just, he's getting up there in age. So I'm going to pass on him.
3: Jimbo. Same with CJ, uh, Drew Brees. It's one of those instances where, you know, you're much better in real life than you are in fantasy. And his, like, home and road splits are pretty drastic, I think, the last couple of years. Um, So that's one thing. Especially, like, where he's ranked now, I'd much rather, like, wait on guys like Jameis or Dak later. Just there are so many better options rounds later that I could go with than Drew Brees that high.
0: Wolf. I saw you doing some editing on the Google Doc while we were
2: doing this. <laughs> I, I used to be Russell Wilson just because of how run heavy they are, but I've just been thinking about how bad that defense could be. It's, it's changing my mind a little bit. I'm going to go Rodgers. I guess it's a cheating answer to say every single quarterback you take before round 10 because you should never take a quarterback before round 10 given how many good ones there are. But if you are going to make that plunge in like round 5 or 6, don't make it Aaron Rodgers. Make it Deshaun Watson. Make it somebody like Baker Mayfield whose ceilings could be enormous. I think Rodgers is going to be really shackled into a run-heavy scheme by Matt LaFleur, and I think he's going to get pissed about it. I think the whole thing's going to combust. He's going to be bitching. His weapons aren't that great other than Devontae Adams. I just don't know if that whole situation is going to work. If it does, Rodgers could be a monster, because this is the same offense that we saw, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan, MVP-style numbers, the McVay system at the Rams. It could be beautiful, but we haven't seen LaFleur himself actually execute it, and there's already kind of seeming signs of tension between those two so if you're gonna actually take that plunge which you shouldn't don't take your quarterback until round 10 and whoever i mean big ben was on the waivers in my league Dak prescott like there's guys that just don't get drafted so don't take your quarterback early but if you are going to do that make sure it's not aaron Rodgers.
0: i mean you've been a little bit hard on rogers if you give him 15 20 seconds he can drink like two-thirds of a beer <clears throat> So I think honestly, <laughs> that's the other like thing. why don't you He's just like, world. take a step back and, and give the man some respect uh, <laughs> in my league, in my league, Jameis Winston went undrafted. He's on waivers right now. Ooh. You can have him. Um, and the guy I got in the 11th round, uh, was Russell Wilson actually. So that's who, okay. that's who yeah. I'm running with.
2: Not too bad. Right. I mean, and guys, were, guys were jumping. Is Winston still sitting out there in your league? I feel like he should be owned. Like you should probably drop somebody for him. Um, I'm
0: trying to even remember who my other quarterback is. You think I should pick up? Wilson?
2: I don't know. You think I should pick up? I, 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 I think he's got humongous upside. Well, he, he over-scale, was guys of like an <laughs> hour ago.
0: Next, next commercial break, maybe I'll pick him up. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go. Let's talk. Last year, Mahomes was our poster. Uh, he was our poster boy, quarterback two who could win leagues. Right, this Guys, clearly not a quarterback two, but like we, we were still much higher on Mahomes than most people. Who's mm-hmm. being drafted after round ten? Who could be a real season changer? Let's start with CJ this time.
1: So um, this guy is going undrafted. I'm pretty sure, but I'm going to say Sam Darnold. He's um, he's looked unbelievable in the preseason under Adam Gase, and it looks like Gase has finally found his quarterback since Peyton Manning. He's going to get the ball out of his hands really quick, and he just has a ton of weapons now. He has um, Robbie Anderson, Anunwiad, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Jamison Crowder, who we love. So, yeah, I'm just a big fan of Darnold right now.
0: All right. What do you think, Keegs?
4: Uh I'm going Jamis. I've already drafted him at least once, possibly twice, going into this year. So uh, I'm a fan. Obviously, the Wolf kind of led me right into it in the question before. Bruce Arians, that offense is going to be solid. Um, I love O.J. Howard, too. Uh, we'll get to that later, I guess. But, um, I mean, as far as guys going later, later than the 10th especially, it's definitely Jamis.
2: Wolf? I already raved about Kyler. Uh, he still continues to fall like 10, 11, 12. So he's definitely the first guy to look to. But if not him, I love Josh Allen. I mean, he was the number two quarterback. Again, if you've heard this podcast, you've heard this line a million times. But the number two quarterback behind only Deshaun Watson when he came back from injury last year, now he has a better weapons cabinet with John Brown, and an amazing deep threat for his cannon arm, a good security blanket in Cole Beasley, better running backs as outlets in the passing game like Devin Singletary, explosive rookie there. I just love all the weapons. Plus, he's looked much improved in that short and intermediate game in the, the preseason so far. I really think Josh Allen could have a monster season and pick up right where he left off last year and finish top five, shockingly.
0: It, it would be shocking. But what was that stat <laughs> you hit me with in one of our pods recently where he was like the fourth high or second he highest was quarterback or something over like some like not insignificant stretch of the season where I was like, you're lying. Yeah, the last six weeks, QB2, yeah, better than crazy. Pat Mahomes. Okay. Cool. Jimmy, who's your guy?
3: I'm with Keeks here. I'm all aboard uh, Jameis Winston. You know, the opposite of Drew Brees where he's a shit real-life quarterback, but he's probably going to be great in fantasy. Um, but aside from him, I'll go with Lamar Jackson, which I know will probably make CJ puke. Um, Shout-out Scott Barrett, though. Uh, his legs are insane. Like, uh, you, you watch him run in, like, a 30-yard touchdown with ease, and, like, that's an easy nine points right there. And he can't get any worse throwing the ball. So, I mean, he's going to have increased uh, passing game usage. And his legs are just such a weapon, he could rip off like eighteen to twenty points easily a week.
0: Just just while you guys were answering that question, I picked up Jameis Winston off waivers. So <laughs> Nice. Doing some Who'd you drop? Phillip Rivers. He's uh, he, uh, Philip. <laughs> Rivers has been you my didn't tell
2: and, me you were dropping Philly Ribbs. Well, I mean you <laughs> guys are guy. all
0: just like, you know, talking at your asses about how great oh, like he is. It. Like, say I should pick him up. It's like, what do you think I should hold three quarterbacks? <laughs>
2: No, probably not. You're right. How could how I could a dad just,
1: too. How could a dad drop the perfect dad? Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> so good at being a dad
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I mean uh, th- the main reason I have Rivers is I, he's been my backup quarterback for like the last like 6-7 years but honestly <laughs> like my team hasn't done that well so you know we, we need a strong uh, locker room presence Jameis Winston seems like the guy we should probably be looking to <laughs> inspirational
2: speeches right, right there also like you know the
0: we we're hoping to increase like the crab legs supply in the bar and we know he's always <laughs> good for bringing in a few of those alright tight ends at tight end, there's the obvious big three of Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. Kelsey's obviously the top dog. Who should owners be willing to burn the late second, early third on as the second best guy? Jimbo, who's it going to be?
3: Apparently, I'm the only one in uh, George Kittle's camp here, but you know, I'm saying Kittle. I'm not big on Ertz this year because I think Goddard's going to play a bigger role. Um, and Especially the way Jimmy G's looked in preseason. It hasn't been great. So he could be like under duress, check down a lot to Kittle. Kittle's a yak machine. Plus, there's no really receivers stepping up that like noticeably in 49ers camp. Uh, so I think Kittle's due for another monster year. I mean, you can't, you can't go from having Nick Mullins and a bunch of other shit quarterbacks and then get an upgrade in Jimmy G and not see if the same, if not better, production.
0: Keeg, sell me on Earth.
4: Uh, I mean, Jim makes good points, but er- Ertz is, I mean, he's more talented to start with, I think. He's in a much better situation as far as we know what his quarterback is versus, you know, you say it's going to get better with Jimmy G, but what we saw, Jimmy G still wasn't amazing. And uh, just a better offense overall, so they'll be moving the ball more. He'll be getting more opportunities in the red zone. So I go, Ertz.
0: Jimmy G hasn't looked that great lately. Have you guys noticed? Yeah, he kind of sucks. He's <laughs> pretty terrible. I'm very glad I have the 49ers
3: under.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All the time Wolf, uh, Ertz, anything to add? I think the, the safety case is the pick there. I know he's going to regress in terms of targets. He set the record for tight end targets last year. I totally understand that, but it's just he's still that main vein of the passing game. He's still a monster in the red zone, so even if there's more weapons taking some looks away, that's also going to shake him free a, quite a bit, so I think all the hate about regressing for him is going over the top, and nobody's talking about the fact that the yards after catch Kittle had were, were record last year. There's no way he's going to have that many opportunities when you have a guy like Debo Samuel, who's also so explosive after the catch and these other intriguing new pieces and he averaged over five points less per game when he had jimmy g as his quarterback than when he had the other guys i've granted he maybe he just was part of his late season emergence he hadn't emerged yet but i don't know i i just Ertz is definitely the safest bet if i'm gonna burn that early of a pick on a tight end i know i'm getting a thousand and ten from Ertz. CJ, I, your line of thinking on this
0: is pretty much what mine is. But who's your pick, and then what are your thoughts on the the second, third tight ends um, in general?
1: So, I mean, it, just to answer the question, I guess I'll say Ertz. But I just I would never spend a second or third on either of these guys. They're, it's not worth it to me. They're like I could just probably find, like flip a coin later down the line yeah. and find someone who's going to put up fine numbers at tight end. So I I, don't know. I agree like, with
0: them. you completely. I, I, there's no way I'm getting either of these guys. All right, question number six. After these three, almost everyone seems to agree O.J. Howard is the clear number four tight end of 2019. Speaking of guys I won't be drafting, who should come in at number five is the next likeliest to break out into the elite. And I'm going to put
2: quotes around elite company there. Wolf, who you got? I like Evan Ingram. I think the athleticism is the elite for the position. This guy's an injury away from, you know, maybe potentially showing that last year. He's trapped with Eli Manning. So until that changes, I don't know how high his ceiling truly can be, but he averaged over 13 and a half fantasy points per game without Beckham in the lineup as compared to just under eight with Beckham in the lineup. And now, of course, Beckham's no longer there. You got Golden Tate removed for those first four games. Shepard, who knows if he can stay healthy. I can see him being by far that that centerpiece of this offense and what often leads to those breakout seasons. Like we saw with Kittle last year, we've seen with earth, these last few, it's just volume, volume, volume. And of all these guys, I think Ingram's by far the best bet to be that true number one on his team. Jimbo.
3: Uh, same as Wolf. I can't really add much onto that. Wolf said it perfectly, but oh, I just, so I see old. a lot hey. of, Hey, Thank
0: you, baby. Uh this is tough. I mean, you're now going two people after one of the most eloquent speakers that we've had in a while.
4: Flawless. What do you think, Keeks? Very hard act to follow. Uh, I, I think an argument can be made for any of these guys, but I'm going to go Jared Cook because I think he's crazy talented and he's just never been uh, had the combination of the right – situation and health to really just put it together and have a monster season and now i think if he's in new orleans playing in that offense staying healthy i think he can break out
1: cj i'm gonna go with hunter henry um he's only had 23 career starts and he has 12 touchdowns uh they're gonna melvin gordon who the hell knows with him so he's only competing with mike williams for touchdowns in the red zone and um i don't know yeah i'm gonna probably go with hunter henry
0: odds of antonio gates making an appearance this year what do you think? Probably, Zero. probably high. <laughs> I mean, I'd say like 70%. What are you talking Higher about? Than <laughs> Most tight ends flop. Who's going inside the top 12 <laughs> that you want no part of? Man, there's a lot of guys that I want no part of uh, <laughs> that are going inside the top 12. But we're going to start with Keegs. Who do you want no part of in the top 12?
4: Um... I'm going to go Delaney Walker. Uh, I was between a couple of guys, I guess. But Delaney Walker is, um, I don't like Marcus Mariota. And even if Tannehill takes Tannehill. over, I don't love him either. So uh, he just doesn't have a good situation there to start with. And, uh, I mean, he's coming off an injury. Who knows?
0: You don't like Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, I know. Jeez. Hot take Man, God, seriously. <laughs> a lot of negativity <laughs> around here today. Wolf.
2: I'm not a big David Njoku fan. Uh, some of it's personal spite after he had multiple, just zero target, zero catch games, and just was a dud in the lineup. So some of it's personal spite. But I just think everyone keeps clinging to the fact that he's a freak athlete. But now he's facing even tougher target competition. The argument I, I do like for him is maybe this offense becomes so explosive, he becomes a, a huge touchdown threat. But he just hasn't really ever gotten it done. He didn't have the play calling on his side last year. It's the same coordinator this year. I just don't see why everyone continues to buy in this guy. And out of all these guys that were listing, he's going significantly higher than the rest. So if I'm going around that range, you know, Vance McDonald's sitting there. I, I, oh, it's yeah. more about the opportunity cost. I'd much rather have Vance McBig Dick
0: than Njoku. I also prefer McBig Dick to Njoku. <laughs> Jimbo, who you got?
3: Good uh austin hooper um even though i love that falcons offense for some reason he just never seems to work his way into it um he might like blow up for one game but he seems like the guy that rips off about three points a game with like one catch for like 20 yards maybe um so he's just i want no part of austin hooper no thank you
0: do you think he'll catch more uh touchdowns than julio jones you better fucking not i'm big on julio this year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> CJ, which tight end are you not touching with a ten foot pole, also known as Teddy uh, Bridgewater's? You know, anyway.
1: So um, I think I think Wolf needs to readjust his rankings and push Ebron down a little bit after the Andrew Luck retirement. He's at like um, QB.
2: He's at tight end thirteen right now. I think. No, he's at twelve.
1: He's, he's <laughs> the thirteen. I oh, no, Well, actually, <laughs> hey, inside the top twelve. <laughs> uh, That's a, you know those are the travis hey, kelsey dude, boys dude, oh. dude, <laughs> due to wolf's uh faulty fake news rankings i'm gonna go with um eric ebron at number 12 he's obviously was due to regress anyways after catching a thousand touchdowns last year and um if if our guy big dick Doyle is still around he still will um he'll steal some snaps still some touches from him so ebron is now dead to me
0: all right uh Who's gonna be the two thousand nineteen George Kittle who goes outside the top twelve but then blows up for a massive season? Wolf, who you got?
2: Oh, there's there's a lot of like tight end's such a weird position this year. If I don't get one of the, like if I don't get Kelsey I often end up with Vance McBig Dick, and if I don't get him, I usually just take one of these last guys. Uh, but I, I'll raffle a couple names that I don't see the other guys have. Um, I, I really like TJ Hawkinson. I think, you know, they're looking for that gronk that you, you talk about with Pat Patricia. He, You see this guy, three catches, 52 yards, has that immediate chemistry. Everything has been, this guy's been a fixture in the red zone. Sorry about that. I don't know why it's come up on my computer. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really like uh, TJ Hawkinson's just every down roll. He's a great Lock or two, so he's going to carve himself out a meaningful stripe but i also love if i'm going to stash somebody i think goddard in case something ever happened to Ertz, he'd be a top three tight end right off the bat this guy's an immense talent that's already going to have some standalone value and if something happens to Ertz, it's lights out for that guy cj i'm
1: gonna go with chris herndon he's suspended for the four, first four games i believe
2: he's but, gonna um, be
0: fresh when he comes back
1: yeah, exactly. So I think, I think I'm just all in at the Jets at this point, might win the AFC. But um, yeah, he's an athletic freak. He's awesome at the end of the season. He, him and Darnold had some a uh, couple good games together. So I think in that new offense, he's just going to make a ton of plays.
0: Uh, Keeks, who do you like uh, to become this year's George Kittle?
4: I've never had good experiences, really, with like young tight ends. I just feel like tight ends generally take a little... Time to work into the offense. So I'm just going to throw out Greg Olson, and if he stays healthy and if the Panthers' offense is humming, then he could have a big year.
3: All right, Jimmy. Yeah, kind of with Keegs. Uh, rookie tight ends are usually kind of sketchy, but I'll go with Noah Fant. You know, throwing a, a real dart out there. Um, new offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello, I believe it is. A uh, mm-hmm. very tight end friendly system. I um, mean, he's kind of like a unique tight end with like his speed and everything. So I. I don't know, there's not many weapons aside from Emmanuel Sanders. Uh I don't trust the other guys like Sutton or Hamilton on the outside. So he could he could work the middle of the field with Flacco. And I think Flacco's got a decent history working tight ends into his offense. So I'll throw a dart at offense. I happens. could I
0: could not be less excited about the Broncos offense, I have to say. Like I mean I'm trying to think <laughs> of moves that they could make that would make me less excited. It would be tough. It would be really tough. All right. We got <laughs> two questions left. They're gonna both be pretty much rapid fire, you know, just kind of knee jerk reaction. Uh, answers to these questions, and we're going to start with Jimmy. Where did these come out of? Huh? We're going to start with Jimmy. <laughs>
2: Who typed these in?
0: It's all up I here. Love it. It's all up here. Uh, I like we're, it. We're just going to go, and same question to all you guys. We're going to go around around the uh, square. Jimmy, thoughts on Jordan Reed this
2: season? Uh, Mushbrand. <laughs> Wolfen? Uh, is he actually playing? Like, I know he got concussed recently. I think his brain might—like, it's not even a joke. I think it might be mush. No, they—they're going to play this saw... back. We're
0: going to like—we're going to like be up for a big deal with ESPN. They're going to play this back and be like, "Man, nah, that Jimbo, nah, man, that was not cool. What he said about Jordan <laughs> that, Reed,
2: like making fun of CGE, right. like, that's not okay, <laughs> bud.
0: And then we're gonna then we're gonna have to disassociate ourselves from Jimmy. Be like, "Nah, man, we barely even know that guy." <laughs> Keeg's thoughts on Jordan Reed.
4: Um, I don't know. He gets more toe injuries than anyone I've ever seen.
0: But What about AJ Green? <laughs> nah, he's
4: up there. But it's like a calf sometimes with AJ Green. Jordan Reed is always either concussion or toe
0: that's fair
2: that's it's a, it's worse than that have you seen like the, the i forget the site like sport ac or something like that yeah. you, you look at a fancy injury predictor just google it it literally looks like a, a monopoly or operation board whatever that game is where you like pull the fucking little objects oh, out of the guy there's like red lights literally all over this guy's body like it's i don't know what if he's a human at this point yeah. it's just literally a broken thing of flesh that runs around sometimes cj thoughts on jordan reed <laughs>
1: I'm just going to be nice to him this year and kind of just let him do his thing. That's, that's, that's <laughs> very mature of you.
0: That's, that's
1: being the bigger man. We
0: could use a little more of that on the show. Uh, yeah, no, know what? Who I, just, I really care about players. There's probably you. like a guy holding him at gunpoint right <laughs> off screen and we can't see. Um, <laughs> <Sure, laughs> <yeah, it's laughs> sure that's CJ, is gone, this yeah. a hostage situation? Um, <laughs> I just, right, I know. I just want to say, you know. I have been so far ahead of the curve on Jordan Reed ever since we've started doing this podcast. You've tried to blow yeah. smoke up my ass about how Jordan, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. And I have never once taken the bait. And it's like, I'm wrong about some of these guys, but my success rate on
1: Jordan Reed is 100%. So, so I, just, did, I did see a tweet today that he is on track to start week one after having a seventh documented concussion, which sure. he's had like 15. Sure. That's
0: a, that's, this is, there's no conceivable way this can end well. For anyone, fantasy owners or him. Um, okay. All right, question number 10, and we're going to wrap it up here. Who you guys yeah, like at Kicker? Eight. Who do you like at Kicker this year? Keegs, who are you picking at Kicker?
4: Uh,
1: Fairbairn or Rosas.
0: Okay, CJ, who do you like at Kicker?
1: i have to go with my guy, Justin Tucker. Um, sure. We share the same, a same-sex partner, so yeah, <laughs> similar <laughs> athletic feats. Is it
0: like is it like a doll, or is it like an actual <laughs> like human?
1: You and Justin hey, Tucker, Um huh? I don't comment on that stuff. So.
0: Okay, fair enough. We'll leave it up in the air. Let the let the uh, listeners decide. Jimmy, who's your kicker?
3: Uh, Robbie Good as Gould. Wow. It did, yeah. Uh,
0: that, isn't Chris he, is he with the 49ers still?
3: He is, yes. Man, you He's love that 49ers morning.
0: offense, don't you? It's good as gold. You getting Jarek McKinnon, too?
3: Yo, oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> after them.
2: No, wolf, mm-hmm. who you got at Kicker? I, I, first, going back to the sex doll comment, wouldn't it be almost more impressive if CJ actually had sex with the same doll as Justin Tucker?
0: Just to be clear, I wasn't <laughs> trying to diss him. I honestly just wanted information. Because either way, it's a good story. But it's like, yeah, you know, like Justin Tucker used this doll and then like, you know, gifted it to me or whatever and now I use it or the other way around
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> says CJ here have this Justin Tucker here. you really want <laughs> my sex doll this doll fucking
0: like for the last yeah. two years what I'm done ring. with it thank
2: you Mr. CJ <laughs> I've broken it in for you why is it a pregnant sex doll that's really strange jeez
3: <laughs> <It was. laughs> but CJ but it's, just it's, strapped
0: a pillow on the front of it like yeah. afterwards he's like there's something
3: wrong
2: anyway it like chicks and stuff in who's, the stomach who's your uh, picker Speaking of kicking, uh, it's got to be Greg the leg. How the hell has no one said Greg the fucking leg? He boots like 70 yarders in the league's most explosive offense. That's the one kicker. Like, I don't draft kickers ever in drafts. I just pick somebody up week one, whoever's facing like the Bengals, probably. But ultimately, if if I'm going to ever take a kicker, it's because Greg the leg fell and he's going to get, he gets like 20 fucking points a game. It's Greg the leg. There's no doubt about it. All right. That's fair. Uh,
0: you know greg the leg's <laughs> the type of guy i'm never going to get like you said someone's always going to reach someone some idiot's going to grab him yeah. in like the 11th so round i or i actually i
1: think I, I feel like there's like a thing with elite kickers though i don't know i've always had this theory. i usually i'll go around earlier on tucker cuz i feel like he always will give me like double digit points around around that's fine there's guys
0: that well, reach well no, i'm saying like go around
1: like around earlier so i'll pick like some idiot like at the end of the draft
0: yeah yeah <laughs> No, I hear you. I hear you. But let but seriously, let's talk more about this sex doll before we get off this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh that's good. That's going to wrap it up for the round table. Um you know, make sure you tune in for our uh special Thursday sex doll edition podcast that we're going to be doing next week where we're going to really dig deep into this whole controversy. Um, Probably bring back the whole roundtable See what everybody thinks about it Maybe add some other guys too See if Justin Tucker wants to come on and defend himself Because he is being horribly defamed right now um, Just by association
2: (laughs) Um, Anything you want to plug on social media, Wolf? Of course, on Facebook, you can follow us, Roto Street Journal. Same on Instagram. We do a bunch of Facebook live shows, draft wizards, ranking rundowns, all that good stuff. We'll be doing them all in the season as well. RotoStreetJournal.com, where we feed and breed fantasy wolves is our home base. FFBD Pod is what you're listening to. If you don't subscribe or haven't reviewed us yet, it would mean the world to hear from you. So let us know. And you can find me personally at Roto Street Wolf. Anything else you guys want to add before we take off?
1: um subscribe on youtube our youtube channel is growing oh, yeah. quite a bit getting yeah. a ton of comments getting a ton of subscribers so that's just Rotary street journal on on youtube
0: all right fantastic <laughs> oh by the way not to toot anybody's horn or anything like that but uh, we had a tweet that got over a million views recently isn't that right sure. yeah danny Higgs. You're just putting it out there i mean you know no big whoop seven figures yeah What are you gonna do that's how much probably our value of our company is probably seven figures right now what do you guys think? Only going so, up to o- only over going under one billion dollars. I think it's over, probably. Wait, uh, wait, <laughs> Wolf way is over, sitting. It. Wolf over.
1: is sitting on it all. I'm just not telling him. About I know, seriously. <laughs> he's got all that
0: and all that merchandise. You know, I've got one to Street <laughs> Journal shirt that I got like a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I-, I want more merch. I want more swag. I want a computer. I want stock options. All right, folks. My- I want a lot of stuff. All right, anyway, my name's Nat the Truth Jones. Wolf, Keys, CJ, wolf. Jimbo, thanks for <laughs> joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. See ya, dear see ya, fellas.
2: We used to have it all,
0: but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd
2: and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show.
1: At least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Deadly. Second down.
0: Third down. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old fashioned football right there, folks.